Press the button, my friend. The Outbound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Uh, good morning, the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live for you on the Out of Bounds radio app, and you can watch the show right now on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. show is brought to you by the amazing wings and street tacos at Two Brothers Smoked Meats, Stark Vegas, Mississippi, also Maroon & Co. That's where you want to go to gear up. For uh, basketball and baseball season, Maroon and Co. It's behind Chick Fil A in Starville. This is 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line, and we welcome in Scott Paget, uh, Chris Jans' staff. They're on a five-game winning streak. Five-game winning streak. Huge win at Arkansas, and Scott played at Kentucky. Eight-year NBA vet. And he joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Good morning, Scott Paget. How you doing? Doing good. How you guys doing? We're doing well. We wanted to know if you had thought about getting uh, Chris Jan's dance lessons. <laughs> no, he's, doing, he's doing all right on his own. <laughs> I think the guys like it better that way. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that... I know y'all were having a lot of fun in, you know, you know how hard it is to win in Bud Walton Arena. You were a player under Patino and Tubby. And when Nolan had it rolling, good grief. And and it's still a bit, Musselman's done an amazing job. Um, how much fun was that locker room celebration after winning Saturday night? You know, it was just great because you know how hard the guys have worked to get where we are now. And, you know, like that, it is what it is. It was a quad one game. It's on a road, probably one of the, if not the most hostile, one of the most hostile environments in the SEC. So to go in there and and play really, really well and still have to like fight off a run while the crowd's like going nuts and everything and, and how our guys handled that, uh, it, uh, it was exciting just for them to be able to, to come through big in that moment. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. Y'all, y'all had control. Uh, throughout the game, which is big on the road in in that kind of spot. And you knew they were going to make a run, and they did. I can't remember. They closed it to five a couple of times. They may have even closed it to four. But talk about uh, the players handling that environment. And even though there were a couple of turnovers, y'all also turned Arkansas over late in the game. But the guys having just enough metal and moxie to get out of there, Scott. Well, I think the first thing was that we did a really good job of building a lead. <laughs> you know, like you need those kind of things on the road. Uh, you know, whether, you know, anybody would ever bet it, the calls are going to be closer on the road for, for the for the home team. Sure. You know, the home team, I mean, it's just a natural tendency. Human behavior is that, you know, referees don't want to get yelled and screamed at, you know. So, like, you got to build up for those calls. you got to build up for the run when the crowd goes nuts. Uh you know, so like we did a good job of getting that lead. And then I thought we made uh, down the stretch, we made some plays where like if you're playing scared, you don't make them. You know, uh, Cam Matthews play where he drives the ball hard to the basket and he misses the shot but gets his own rebound, puts it back up. That's an aggressive play. A tentative team is out there trying to dribble, you know, dribble the ball around and, and now you're leaving it up to free throws and stuff at the end, which we did a good job making free throws down the stretch. But 
that play, the play where Shaq looks like he's pulling it out, he brings it back in, and we get the dunk from Tolu. Like, uh, it's it's making smart plays and being aggressive while still, uh, you know, like I say, playing smart throughout the ending. And, and you know, it wasn't perfect by any means, uh, but we made enough plays down the stretch, and we made, the you know, those last six free throws, four by Cam and two by uh, – by Rams that that helped put it away. Yeah, Cam Matthews is is for Jans and, and y'all. He's your kind of your Swiss Army knife. Describe what you see from him and maybe what else he can do the the next month or so of the season. Well, I think you know defensively he can guard anybody on the floor, no matter who we're playing. Uh, you know he's he's strong, physical, athletic, quick laterally. Uh, and he's got a mindset of wanting to do it. Uh, so he, he can guard anybody. Offensively, like, it, it's funny. The only thing that he doesn't, I, I feel like, do really, really well on the offensive end is he's got to, you know, continue to work on his jump shot. But he handles the ball well. He actually gets in the lane a lot and jump stops and finds open people. Uh, he obviously, when he gets downhill with some momentum, it's uh, you, you might want to look out because he can go above the rim and, and finish. So, like, He's kind of one of those, like, uh, at this point, you know, the, the saying jack of all trades, not necessarily the master of any of them, but uh, jack of all trades can do a little bit of everything out there. And, you know, we even had games earlier this year when, when, when we had two point guards out of the lineup, we were playing, you know, Cam at some point guard. Uh, so he, he gives you a lot of luxuries. And, you know, he's a, he's a leader on, on and off the court for our guys. Uh, and just has a winning mindset, doesn't care about scoring, just cares about winning, making winning plays. Scott Padgett, eight years in the NBA, played for Patino and Tubby at Kentucky, now with Chris Jans. They're on a five-game winning streak, and they host uh, Scott's alma mater tomorrow night in a big game, uh, 7.30 at the hump, and it will be packed, probably their best crowd of the year. There's a little hoops magic in Starkville right now as they're on Joe Lenardi's bubble. Uh, last four in, and they've got some really, really good wins and some opportunities down the stretch. Uh, what you and Coach Jans got hooked up here in the last year, um, you've been under amazing coaches, including Patino and Jerry Sloan, I mean, Hall of Famers. Uh, what is it about Jans that impresses you the most, Scott? Well, like, I think when you're in this business, uh, it's it's all about like, relationships, and, and, and you want to – you know, put yourself in position to have relationships with great, uh, great people, great coaches. And, you know, like I've been a head coach before and I felt like I was always a, a, a pretty good, pretty good. Jo- I did a pretty good job on the offensive end of the floor. And um, I'll be honest with you. One of the big reasons why I wanted to be involved here was learn from Jans and his defensive mentality and, and what he, you know, does going into it. And for me, from a, from that standpoint, it's just been phenomenal. I've learned so much. I mean, I remember it was funny. I walked in and I'm like two days into practice and, and, you know, like we play a style that's different than almost everybody. There's, there's seven or eight teams that play similar, but uh, in the country, but there's nobody I think that plays exactly like us. And two days in, I'm like, I was a pressing guy and kind of what we do in the half court is like pressing in the half court, you know, you're forcing people to, to traps and things like that and, and rotate. And 
I'm like, why, why, why did I never think of this? You know, like, you know, like this is genius. Like, why did I ever think of this? Because pressing, you got to cover 94 feet in the half court. You know, you got to cover half that. You know, and and with the athletes and stuff that we have, uh, it's been very successful for seventh in the country and turnover percentage on on that end of the floor. And and you know, for for a guy who used to like to try to turn people over in the full court, it makes just so much more sense. Uh, to what we do and so I've learned a lot from him uh, you know I, I think it's one of those things uh, having been a head coach I think we bounce things off of each other and and you know he, he he as a head coach it's your job to take ideas and run with them or say mm, maybe not right now but maybe later or sure. no, I don't like that so so my job is just to keep trying to bounce ideas off of them and uh, it's his job to make the final call, and I think he's, you know, he's done a really good job of that. I think one of the most impressive things that I've seen from him is keeping this team uh, moving forward when we were struggling. Right. You know, we could, to get to this five-game, you know, uh, uh, winning streak, we had to fight through a eight out of nine, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the bad way. So uh, a lot of teams collapsed during that, and he kept this team fighting and motivated, and that's a testament to him, and it's a testament to them as well as far as the players but uh just uh been a great great experience for me he is scott paget played at kentucky eight-year nba vet um on chris jan's staff they've got a five-game winning streak and they host kentucky tomorrow night uh, so scott who are you m- more surprised with that's kind of turned the corner y- y- y'all needed some help on the perimeter davis shaq moore are you m- more surprised with one of their play especially on the offensive end? Um, I don't know if I'm surprised by it, but like obviously Shaq during this run has made a, a big jump for our team. You know, I, he started starting the Alabama game, and I think offensively uh, our tempo's been, uh, you know, a little bit better. We've been a little more aggressive attacking the lanes where we've got two guards that can get in that lane, uh, uh, and really three when you throw DJ in there. Uh, but, like, they've been able to make plays for themselves uh, and others, and I think they've just complemented each other really well. And Shaq shot the ball uh, pretty well during this run, you know. So, like, that now we've got Shaq and, and Rams who are, who are able to make shots out there, and it opens up the floor for, for the inside, opens up the floor more for Tolu and, and, and Will when they're in, uh, in the paint. Other than them being insanely talented – like they always are, as you know, being an, a Kentucky alum and a national champion there. What is your number one concern with the Wildcats coming in? I think I have a 1A and 1B, you know, transition defense and then us rebounding the ball. Uh, those are big-time strengths for theirs. Uh, you know, when they when they guard and make you miss, they want to get out and run and score early, uh, and they have the ability to score at the rim or – from the three-point line in transition, uh, you know, so so that's always tough is when, you know, the, you know, you play some teams and they're all running to the three-point line, and so you know that and you, you kind of, you know, get to that area and other teams are all attacking the basket. Well, they can do both, so that's a tough uh, order in transition. And then, obviously, they got one of the top rebounders uh, probably in the last 10 years of, of college basketball on their team who averages almost six offensive rebounds by himself. But then, you know, you've got Toppin and, uh, uh, you know, a couple of those other guys who get in there and, and, and get on the board. So we got to, you know, we got to eliminate their second chance points. We got to eliminate their transition points and make, you know, make it a half court uh, fight 
Uh, and if that's the case, you know, I, I like our chance. Scott Padgett, assistant coach under Chris Jans, eight-year NBA vet, played at Kentucky. He's joining us on Out of Bounds 105.9 The Zone ESPN. All right, I got to switch gears with you um, and talk a little Rick Patino for a second. In 1987, I went to the Final Four in New Orleans. Providence was in that Final Four. Syracuse, UNLV, Indiana. Um, I'd already caught the the college hoops bug. Um, and Billy D was his guard. And they probably had no business there, but that's just how good Patino was. Um, when was the first... Were you starstruck the first time you met Rick Patino when he was recruiting you, Scott? I met him uh, when I was in eighth grade. Um, I worked as an usher at Churchill Downs during Derby Week. And uh, on Oaks Day, I sat him uh, in his millionaire's row seat. I actually, you know, like I'd be at the top of the steps and you, whoever comes up the step, the escalator or whatever, you walk them to their seat. And uh, when I was in eighth grade, I told him I was going to play for him. Um, at the time, I was probably 5'11". You know, eighth <laughs> grader. He wasn't, he wasn't thinking much about it, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, the next time that I talked to him in person was on in -home, my in-home visit, and I told him about that day. Of course, you know he didn't remember it, but <laughs> you know. But uh, uh, yeah, I was. I mean, like when I was growing up, I was a huge Kentucky fan. I uh, I modeled my game in high school after, uh, and I wasn't anywhere near as good as him. But like after Jamal Mashburn, oh, because man. he. He was a four-man, played for Kentucky. I was going to be a four-man probably going in college, and I wanted to play for them. So, like, I had my coach play, you know, because, you know, you had the press with the man on the ball, and you know, and I, I had my coach put in the press so I could be on the ball and, and press like them. And, I, you know, I got the rebound. I dribbled to the length of the court. I made passes. I shot threes. Uh, I I tried to do everything I could to be <laughs> to play at you know at the University of Kentucky because like he was at the time Patino was you know like Michael Jordan was my favorite player my next favorite person in sports was Patino sure uh, and to be honest with you and I mean he, he doesn't even know that but like I knew in high school I wanted to be a coach because I wanted to be like him you know like I thought I just thought he was cool <laughs> you know like he's just you know, well-dressed, you know, obviously genius on the court coaching. And, and that's what I wanted to do. And I tell everybody I was lucky enough. I got derailed by the NBA, got me from getting into coaching sooner. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, he was – I was definitely – I was starstruck in, in every way you could think of, uh, even in my recruitment. Like, I, I, I talked to him twice before I committed. Like, that's, it was the easiest recruitment Wow. All right, I got to ask you this. Scott Padgett on the Out of Bounds show, MSU Hoops, uh, played at Kentucky under Patino and Tubby. What uh, did you, was it? You were a McDonald's All American out of Louisville, Kentucky. So obviously, you were really good. Was there any doubt you were getting that offer, or did you know that, Scott? No, I mean to be honest with you, my recruitment was three weeks long. Uh, it didn't. They didn't start recruiting me until June, going into my senior year. By that time, I'd had, you know. A really good list of schools, Kansas, Florida State, Florida, uh, Notre Dame, Purdue, you know, I mean, a, a long, long list of schools. And uh, um, the call hadn't came yet. And so 
uh, it wasn't always guaranteed, you know, and not by any means. What was it? I want to fast forward here. If you just got a couple more minutes, uh, if you got to go, let us know. I know y'all are having meeting all the time and watching film and so on. Um, Jer- what was it? Jerry Sloan, Hall of Famer, unbelievable coach, underrated. Only thing he didn't do was win a title, but he was amazing with the Jazz and his uh, reputation in the X's and O's uh, arena is second to none. What was it like to play for Jerry Sloan? Uh, Jerry was like old school as old school gets, like hard nose, didn't take anything from anybody, referees, other players on other teams, his own players, whatever. Like, uh, I mean, if, if you would have told me that Jerry Sloan got in a fight with anybody that he came across to in the NBA, it wouldn't have surprised me. Like he was, he was just old school. And that's how he was as a player, old school scrapper. You know, he's a six, four guy guarding Will Chamberlain, you know, like, uh, so, uh, that's how his teams were like they fought and scrapped and uh and then you had two of the or the you know one of the best combos of all all time in stockton malone and and i think what was awesome about that situation is just got to learn from so many great people like i remember my first two years i didn't play that much and just sitting over there i I was a better player just from sitting over there watching Stockton Malone and listening to what Jerry Sloan said. And so that my third year, when I got my opportunity, I, I, I was so much better than I was when I was a rookie. Right. And, and I really didn't get it from the playing time. I got it from really listening and watching. Uh, but, you know, there's so much I've learned about footwork in the post and everything from watching Carl. I mean, he's a guy that really had one move, uh, but dominated low post basketball because of his footwork and then Stockton best vision ever, you know, just could see everything, Incredible, and, you know, six, one, not overly fast, not couldn't jump, uh, but could see, you know, literally behind his head. Um, it was phenomenal. Get to play with those two. Last one. You Jordan was gone. I know he came back to the wizards. You caught Kobe. LeBron doesn't come in until 03. Duncan's in his prime. There's some other people I'm missing. Best player you ever played against in the NBA? That I actually guarded? No, no, played? just that you, you, that was on the court. I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, it's his, his prime years got cut down because of injury, but like, uh, Tracy McGrady was as talented as anybody I've, I've ever, and I got to play it with and against him. Nice. Uh, but, like, you know, imagine, you know, he's a little bit shorter, but imagine Durant, but faster, you know, jump a little higher, you know, like just he had all of it. And he was, you know, he was like when I played with him, he was getting seven and a half assists along with the 30. Wow. You know, like when he, when he, came to Houston, it became less about ISO because he had always ISOed and got 30 a game in Orlando and more about like playing within a team system because we had Yao Ming too. So uh, it became more and more, just more and more efficient, you know, shot a higher percentage, uh, took, took better shots. When he got doubled, found the open man. I was a big time recipient of him, you know, because, of course, my man's going to leave me to help on Trace McGrady. I mean, like, what's the option? Scott Paget, Trace McGrady. You're going to leave Scott Paget over. <laughs> uh, so I got – I had my two of my better years playing alongside of him. Uh, 
but to also guard. Like I remember in the playoffs, we put him on Dirk Nowitzki, who you know who's six eleven, and and he and he actually played him really really well. Uh, so like, I think he could have been in the conversation for you know one of those top ten all time had he not had his back injuries and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, when he, after a couple of years in Houston, but uh, but the guy I actually you know I, I can't say not not Kobe though. I mean like Tracy's up there, but Kobe was just another level when it came to work ethic, uh, demeanor. I mean, he was a killer. He was just a killer. Like he, he, he wanted to dominate you uh, every day, whether it was in practice in the weight room, conditioning, shooting game, uh, the closest to Michael probably, you know, ever been. That was fun. Scott Padgett, uh, hell state basketball, uh, part of Jans' staff, a big piece of the puzzle. They're on a roll, five-game winning streak. He played at Kentucky, eight-year NBA bet, bet, and they host Kentucky tomorrow night at 7.30. They're on Joe Lenardi's last four ends, so they're in the hunt for an NCAA tournament bid. Scott, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot. We're at White Hell State. There you go. Humphrey Coliseum tomorrow night will be packed as they host Calipari and the Cats. And uh, Kentucky's coming off back-to-back losses. So, we'll see. What Kentucky will we get? And can Mississippi State keep the magic going after five straight wins? One non-conference against TCU. Four conference wins, Blake. And it's pretty impressive. heck of an opportunity for, for, for Jans and, and his team. Um, Tolu, Cam Matthews, Deshaun Davis, Shaq Moore, all of them. DJ, I think you need DJ to, uh, to take those open looks tomorrow. Um, thought he was a little passive Saturday night, but he's obviously playing some good basketball. He was coming off a hell of a offensive, um, performance the game before five of six from three point land. So how for me, by the way, that was cool. Yeah, oh, you, absolutely. You, you weren't as into it because you were younger. Uh, when Rick Pitino yeah. uh, joined the SEC for me, um, and because I love basketball, and I know 95% of this show is football, um, I had already, again, watched him in the Final Four. And Mashburn, who Paget yeah. referenced, was one of my Small favorite Mashburn. players of yeah. all time in the SEC. Charles Barkley is my favorite. But I loved Mashburn. Got to see him play live. Got to see him on TV and Scott Padgett played and was recruited by Rick Patino, and I just think that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And he they're on a you know, Mississippi State basketball's in an interesting spot. Not very many teams probably had a five game losing streak followed up by a five game winning streak in the same season. And that's a credit to Chris Jans and Padgett even said the players. The coaching staff. Tolu and it's, and those guys, I think Cam Matthews, maybe the dog in the locker room. Yeah. But they just refused to lay down. They could have, and they didn't. Thanks for listening to the show. Mike Dettelier went heavy New Orleans Saints quarterback. He dropped Derek Carr. If you don't get him, you got Baker Mayfield. That could be an issue. Um, Scott Padgett was awesome. Shared stories on Jans and Rick Patino and Jerry Sloan for me. And uh, we're going to have another interview after the show, and then we'll keep rolling. Tomorrow, uh, we'll jump into college baseball. With uh, Bianco, the reigning national champion, and Lamona, something to prove. So there you go. Out of Bounds. Check out Apple Podcasts. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds if you missed anything. Apple Podcasts. Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds.